Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Dear Christian, grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance today as you are full of joy for all the right reasons, joy that lasts. Today's sermon, it really is a commentary on the verse that we all just said together at the bottom of page 6, especially the last part, gladness and joy will overtake them, sorrow and sighing will flee away. You'll notice that verse is Isaiah 35, verse 10, and the sermon verses are that verse plus the nine that come right before it. And so we just said that. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. We just sang the words, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. The section heading of this part of our service, God gives us the gift of joy. The sermon theme, God's gift to us, the kingdom of joy. Is it all a mirage? Is it all fool's gold? Something that looks shiny and sparkly and special, but in the end, not worth a whole lot? Is joy in Christmas kind of like a fresh coat of paint on an old rusty car that doesn't even run and really won't ever run again? Well, if you're going to judge the answer to that question with your eyes, in the world, you're only going to conclude, most likely, I I see a lot of sorrow and sighing overtaking people. I don't really see joy overtaking people. I kind of see joy and gladness fleeing away from them. And then we hear this announcement. God is coming. God is coming with vengeance. And the joy might flee away even faster. This joy to the world that we're singing about and talking about today, does it last more than an hour? Or a day or two? How do we grab it? Is grabbing it like trying to grab running water out of a faucet? You just can't? Here's a picture that might help. Pretend that your country is at war with another country and your country is losing the war. And you've heard that the enemy nation is approaching your town. And it's only a matter of time before they get there. You can't really cope with it besides huddling in your closet with your loved ones and holding them close and 
enjoying the last few minutes that you have together, which really isn't much joy at all to speak of. You hear the sounds of the army getting closer. You look out the window and you see the dust clouds rising in the distance. You hear the marching. You hear the noise. You huddle even closer in the closet with those whom you love. The end has come. You hear them knocking on the door of the house four houses down, then three, then two, then across the street, and then your own house. And you're huddled in the closet. You're not going to answer. You're hoping maybe they just think no one lives there anymore. And then you hear the door burst open because they shoved it in. And they're ripping through your house. And they're going through your things. They're hustling every direction to find you all at once. And finally, they break open that closet door where you're huddled with your loved ones and they say, We found you! Do not fear! We've come to save you! It's over. How does this message of joy and then the additional message that God is coming with vengeance from heaven to earth. Is that not the main Christmas message that God is coming from heaven to earth? If He's coming with vengeance, how does that give us joy that lasts, that even overtakes us to the degree that all sorrow and sighing run off from our hearts? That's what these verses are about. And that's what we get to explore now. Verse 1 and 2, The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. When does the desert burst into bloom? When is the parched land and wilderness full of color and life? When the glory of the Lord comes, that's when this miracle happens. Here's the command coming in 3 and 4. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance. With divine retribution, He will come to save you. Our feeble hands can be strengthened instead of helpless. Our tottering knees can be steady and strong, not unable to move. Our hearts that are hurried in fear and anxiety can settle down and be full of joy. Hurried joy, not hurried anxiety. Why? Because God is coming and He's coming with vengeance. He's coming to save us from our sins because the price of our sin is more than we could pay. But it's not too high of a price for God to pay. He's coming with vengeance to take vengeance on your sin and mine. And yet, the vengeance He delivers 
is not on your head. The vengeance He delivers from your sin is on the head of a substitute. Somebody else is taking the fall for the sins of you and me. When otherwise, all we would be doing, hearing that God is coming with vengeance to pay the price in His holy wrath for our sin, all we'd be left to do is hope He doesn't knock on our door or hope He doesn't notice that we didn't mean to all the time to sin quite that much. Hope that He wasn't really keeping track. Hope that somehow our wishy-washy thought that we're good enough and it's okay like it is will last in God's eyes. And none of that's going to last. None of that brings real and lasting joy. And yet Jesus does. Because in Christ alone, who lived a perfect life, who died in our place, took all the vengeance that God has stored up over our sin, He took it out on Jesus. And then that Savior rose from the dead, did something no one else can do. And now He stands in victory. Sin's curse has lost its grip on you. All of the enemies that would lead us to hell and destroy us the most, they're all annihilated. You see, God came with vengeance over our sin and He was all in on dealing with it. And He has annihilated the devil. He has annihilated the payment of sin that you owed. It's, it's all gone. It's removed from you as far away as the east is from the west. He has annihilated the enemy of death. It's lost its sting. You can be confident you're going to live even though you die. Because God has come with a vengeance. He has come to save you. The battle is over. And that is what brings joy. Not just joy for an hour. Not just joy for a day or two before we get back into the muck and the mire. Joy that is everlasting. It simply doesn't stop. If anything, it only grows. Listen to these beautiful verses from Isaiah 35. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay in the middle of nowhere, dry wilderness, grass and reeds and papyrus will go. Plants that can only survive if there's a lot of water around. Can you reattach someone's optical nerve in order so that a blind person can see? Jesus can and Jesus has. Can you cause ears of someone who can't hear at all to be opened up so that they can hear perfectly? Yeah, me neither, but Jesus can and Jesus has. Can you cause someone who is unable to walk to leap up in joy and even go run a 5K? Me neither, but Jesus can and Jesus has. How about a mute tongue shouting and singing at the top of their lungs for joy? 
How about water in the wilderness becoming a gusher and a lush place to be? I can't do that. You can't do that. Jesus can and Jesus has. And that is all proof to us that he is different than us while also being the same. He's the same in that he's fully man. He's different in that he's sinless and at the same time 100% God. He can do things we cannot do. And that's why even though the price of our sin is too high for us to pay, and call it good in the end with joy filling our hearts, it's not too hard for Jesus. He can do it. He has done it. Verse 8, A highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it, Wicked fools will not go on about it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. And then here comes that verse we all just said together. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Only the redeemed in Christ walk on the way of holiness. Anybody has one sin or more still clinging to them, they can't walk there because they're not holy. Isn't that something that God gives you the ability to walk there? Isn't that something that God has so cleansed you from sin in a thorough way. He calls you holy, as holy as Him. Isn't that something? The gift God offers in the full, free, and lasting forgiveness He gives in Christ. Only the redeemed walk there. Only those whom the Lord has rescued will return. You Sing songs of joy to God. And He is also singing songs of joy about you. He's so happy that you're forgiven in Christ and an heir of all that belongs to Him in heaven. You have everlasting joy crowning your head while you are also staring at the crown of crowns on the King of kings. Joy and gladness overtake you. And it's the sorrow and the sighing that flees away and can't stand to be around you anymore because in Christ, eternal victory that used to belong to God alone now also belongs to you. So sing it. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Joy to the earth. The Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Because Christmas has happened. Jesus has come. And instead of what we see so often in the world, it's the gladness and joy that overtake us while the sorrow and sighing can move on. Amen. Time is precious, 
Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.